0: Good day from the middle of a cornfield in northern Iowa, where Jesus is king and the Bible is our rock. This is the Simply Christ podcast, where we discuss the simplicity that is in Christ. I am your host, Leon Martin. Join me now as we discover even more of the truth that will set you free, one doctrine at a time. Okay, well, uh, we're back again. We're going to Uh, do another podcast on the subject of love and um, when we we discussed um, quite a few different aspects of it uh, you know as far as what love is what love isn't why is love even important and uh, several different things like that that we talked about if you haven't heard those podcasts go back um, you know back into this the podcast here and find the previous ones they're It'll be on there, and you can listen to those. And if you listen to them in sequence, it'll hopefully make a little bit more <laughs> sense. Although I've got Zach uh, here again. He's going to be yeah. uh, wording into this as well. So hopefully it makes a little bit of sense We, if it comes in order, uh, maybe. So anyway, if, you, if this is the first one that you heard, go back and listen to those. Um, on the last episode, uh, we kind of ended on um, John 17 there where... Uh, we were just talking about the purpose of a Christian. You know, yeah. when Jesus said that He didn't take them out of this world, but but He left us here, um, and because we have a job to do, and and so we're just we want to know uh, what that job is and how to carry it out effectively. Um, and we think that uh, love is just kind of the central point of this whole thing. And like I said, go back and listen to the rest of it. A lot of a lot of good points have have gotten made and uh, about that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I w- I'm going to uh, just kind of, to open up here a little bit, We um, thinking about us um, here, um, and the subject of scandalous love, as you see, is, is what the heading is of these past several uh, podcasts. And I believe that um, the, the word teaches us, you can see that Jesus, when he was uh, here on this earth, um, he was so concerned about the truth that he spoke it. Yeah, uh, whether, it, whether it was convenient at the time or not. And so I'm just going to read uh, a portion of Scripture uh, in uh, Matthew 21, verses 12 through 17. It says there, And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the cha- tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. But you have made it into a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, it says they were sore displeased. Mm. (laughs) And, And it goes on then. It says, And he said unto them, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there in Bethany. Um, so, uh, just you know, we we tend to think of love as a uh, a warm feeling, uh, yeah. a, a feeling of gratitude, and it is. Uh, there's there's a lot of different aspects of this, but it also. Uh, dictates the harsh reality of the truth. Yeah, and and pure love would never shade or err in truth. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's I mean that's where that's where Jesus was coming from when he told them uh, that they were they were misusing the temple. He didn't he didn't comfort them uh, in their wrongdoing at all. Right. And he was the opposite. He was he was absolutely positive that they were wrong and he acted on that in a very straightforward manner as a matter of fact as you yeah. can see that. Yeah.
1: So. You know, I think uh, we we danced a little bit on this in, in previous podcasts but, you know, sometimes you need to be called out. You know, sometimes yeah. yep. it, it it's healthy like we talked about the father and the son. You know, don't play with the electrical board. You know, to, you tell your kid don't run out in the street without looking both ways. Uh, you know, and if If our children do those things, we call them out on it, right? Right. And it's not a lack of love that enables us to speak up. It's actually the opposite. It is love and care for those children that that make us demand that we speak up and say, hey, don't do that. And when they do do that, hey, that was wrong. That's actually dangerous. That's Mm -hmm. not the right thing to do. And, you know, it is love that compels a person to speak up and uh, at certain times uh, go directly against uh, you know what that uh, that individual is doing and what he's doing here with the pharisees is extremely healthy we all need this kind of love in our life we all need the person who's going to come up and say listen you know zach leon that is wrong. You can't do that. And those are some of the most valuable relationships that God will ever give us is the people that have the integrity and the fortitude uh, and the love for us yeah. that enables them to say the thing we probably don't want to hear, but we most need yeah. to hear.
0: They, they would tell us that black is black yeah. without question. Yeah. You know, and, and what makes this hard, Zach, I, I think um, for myself, and I'm, I'm a people pleaser type of person. Yeah. So, you know, we seek acceptance. It's what we do It our, our body. We, we like to be accepted. And that goes contrary it's so true. to yeah. this. You know, and, but Jesus was more concerned about the will of his father. Than he was about the acceptance of the people. He was more concerned about the truth coming out and the truth being told, so that people can be set free. Yeah. Than he was about being their friend.
1: That's that's so true. You know,
0: so f- um, love doesn't equate friendship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, it kind of does, but in a, in a in a in a different way. Right. Uh, if right. you really value that friendship, you will tell them the truth. Yeah. Whether it's uncomfortable or not, and yeah, we we talked about that. Um, subject before in in previous podcasts about this, but it really comes back to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus was so concerned about our souls that he was not unrighteous in not telling us the truth.
1: Yeah. Like those guys at that money changer table, they needed to hear that. They needed to like something needed to wake them up that what they were doing in the name of religion was the exact opposite of what God was actually calling them to do. Right. They needed to hear that. And people are like, dude, I mean that's crazy. He flipped their tables. Like that I mean that's a wild scene. Yeah, but they needed to know.
0: Exactly. Like
1: what else they were so entrenched in their their culture and their religion and it was all overlapping and there was and they couldn't see through the fog. And so he had to get their attention. Right. What else is gonna pull them out of their stupor? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a, and so people are like, man, I don't know if, I mean, that's pretty harsh. That was a mercy.
0: Right. It was. It really actually was. (laughs) That was a mercy. Yeah. And just like later in in, uh, Matthew 23 there, he says, uh, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entertaining entering to go in. Yeah, you know. In wow. other words, not only you know your your hypocrisy is dead ending all these people. Yeah, <laughs> it just is. So if we if we tell the truth, it opens up the door to yeah. the sheepfold, like we said before.
1: You know, it, it's uh, the the first passage that you read. You know where um, mm. the the children are praising and the Pharisees are.
0: Or not? You know, they're, they're yeah. not.
1: Yeah, they're not having it. They're like, hey, didn't you hear what these kids are saying? Like, I mean, they're just they're just bitter about it. Um, you know, Jesus uh, is 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 trying his very best with you know with all the tools that the Father <laughs> has given him yep. to let them know that. Their religion, everything that they're doing it, it's it's falling terribly short. In fact, that verse you just read, he says basically, your religion actually keeps people out of the kingdom yeah. of heaven your, your religion does the op the exact opposite of what God actually wants mm-hmm. to yes. happen and um, you know I, I there there are times where we need to hear that. Yeah. we need to hear. It is, it is the love of God and the mercy of God that, that draws us to repentance, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. So God, in his kindness, tries to get us to repent. Yeah. You know, what's the verse? Uh, the, I mean, basically, that uh, the kindness of God draws us to repentance. Right. Yeah. God, because he is so kind, he tries to get us to
0: repent. Yeah. He calls us on our sins. Because he knows that's what we need, that's you know. I mean, because exactly. yeah. you know, just going back to this this story with the the Pharisees there and stuff. I mean, they here they were, you know, almost too righteous to even run. I mean, they walked yeah. around nice and straight, did all the right things. They they looked for all the world to be, you know, the pinnacle of what God is telling people to be. Yeah, you know. So to counter that was scandalous. I mean, this was this caused an uproar in the city. It oh really yeah, did. Because when he rode into into town there on the donkey, yeah. and, they, and they put the palm tree leaves down, you know, they they said he, the those they the Pharisees told him to calm your disciples down. Yeah. they're, they're causing a ruckus, and he said, if they shut up, the rocks are going to cry out. Yeah, you know, I mean, so so he wasn't he wasn't necessarily always this. This nice religious figure that we tend to think about, no, he no, was Ms. concerned about the truth, he was yes. concerned about his father as kingdom, the kingdom of god
1: yeah um, it, it's it's um kind of startling you know to see uh how they opposed uh some of his i don 't know most merciful acts, sure, you know what I mean like he goes to just the unsavory people, you know, to a prostitute or a, at the well, a woman who had, uh, been through like four husbands, you know, mm-hmm. just, just people that definitely didn't have any sort of religious stamp of approval.
0: Yeah. Like society just would have cast them yeah. off as a, yeah. Yeah.
1: And literally in that society, they were outcasts. Yeah. I mean, they literally, they had the stain, the, you know, the mark, the scarlet letter, they were just rotten sinners. And, uh, you know, it, it, which in the Pharisees' mind, they're like, well, you got to earn your righteousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Do these things? Those guys yeah. aren't earning their righteousness. There's a prostitute, got no righteousness, you know, a tax collector. And little thieves, they got no righteousness. They're yeah. earning nothing. So those little sinners. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Jesus comes along and just walks, you know, right up to these people. Mm-hmm. And just, says, you know, basically, hey, you want to come into the kingdom of heaven? Well, yeah, but I'm a tax collector. Oh, I'm a prostitute. He's, and he's like, yeah, I, I know.
0: Yeah, I want
1: okay. you anyway. Like I love yeah.
0: Well, you. Yeah. When you
1: want to lay that down and throw, throw your nets to the side, there you just want to come follow me.
0: Yeah. And the Pharisees are like,
1: what is he doing?
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's an affront to them actually. It's yeah. Because here they are doing <laughs> doing everything right, and Jesus bypasses them. Yeah. And goes right to the people that that actually want help yeah you know so That's, yeah. it, it's it's so here's i think here's
1: the this goes back to the devil's perceptions versus what god reveals is actually true mm-hmm. so what the devil is doing you know he's he's manipulating and twisting these pharisees so that they're looking at everything that Jesus that God is doing and they're saying that's a scandal. Oh that's terrible. That's a, that's that's a scandal. Oh man. And the truth is their religion what they called righteousness their relationship with God
0: that was the scandal. Right? It was all along. Yeah.
1: That was the scandal. And it's it was so and Jesus calls him out on it, you know, hey, you're keeping more people out of the kingdom of heaven than you're bringing into it. Yeah. You know, that's the scandal. And I think, um, you know, the, 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 some of the things we call love, those shallower things we talked right. about, I think, in the first podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that's almost a scandal to call those shallow things. Yeah, right. You because know the mean? world,
0: that that's... That's what the world has. Yeah. So I mean, what we're gonna have, we're gonna hold dear. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a a uh, like like taking the anchor away. The the little bit of of peace that they find in this in this empty box, basically. You know, we can call that for what it is. And sure, we're gonna kick the hornet's nest. Oh yeah. But I mean, that's just that's just the result of truth. Mm-hmm. I mean. Truth divides. It says the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It it is going to cut black and white. Right. I mean, we are going to make uh, call black black and white white, and that is going to exclude some and include others. Right. You know, in whatever area that it is. I I, I, I look
1: at the way that Jesus uh, is. You know, he's. He, it almost seems backwards. He's merciful. To the worst sinner, mm-hmm. and harsh with the highest
0: right. ranking religious leaders. Yeah, yeah and I always, <laughs> I always kind of wondered if that's you know I I grew up you know in, in a religious home and stuff and you know the 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 reality of that whole situation is that someone that's in the gutters in New York City, uh, you know, prostitute and and drugged up and whatever. Um, you don 't have to convince them that they 're sinners, they know that yeah and and the Pharisee you know like like I grew up, and the reason i didn 't get saved till I was you know in my thirties was i didn 't realize first, I had to be told that i 'm not saved that this this life i 'm living isn 't going to be enough, yeah, so I needed a level of uh what Awareness or whatever brought to me first. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that the the prostitute doesn't need, you know. So and for these for these uh, Pharisees, you know, um, they first had to be jerked out of their their comfort zone, maybe or whatever. Yeah, it, it was kind of the only way to get their attention. Yeah, even in a sense,
1: it's you know, uh, there, there's a verse. Um, I think. I think Paul said it, actually, where it says that our righteousness is like a filthy rag. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, for the religious individual, you know, in the, in the New Testament accounts with Jesus, the Pharisees. But even in our day, people have to be sometimes persuaded by God, hey, you know, you're standing in your own righteousness. Right. That is a dirty, filthy rag. Yeah. It's not worth anything. Yeah. The only thing, so the Bible says there's none righteous. There's none. So like yeah. the thing we think is righteousness because of religion, we've maybe gone to church or been baptized on such and such day or whatever the things that we would hold up, it's not even righteousness. The only thing that is righteousness at all, at all, is Jesus Christ in his blood. That's right. That's it. That if you call anything else righteousness, you hold up that your grandma was, uh, you know, went to this church, or you, you know, Paul said, you know, I used to think it meant something that I was born uh, on this tribe on this day. Doesn't mean anything. It's garbage. Yep. It's worthless. All right. It's nothing. And these Pharisees had to be persuaded, right, that their righteousness was nothing.
0: Yeah. And Paul did that very good when he said, you know, he was. Circumcised the eighth day. He was of the stock of Benjamin, or whatever yeah. that 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 whole thing. Every if there was a person that could have been called righteous in his doing, he would have been the one. Right. He right. would have he would have qualified, but he didn't, and he knew it, and he called that dumb.
1: Yeah. He said oh, it's, all that
0: perfect stuff. Dumb. Yeah. He said it's <laughs> worthless.
1: It's it's like poop. It's,
0: yeah. That's that's
1: basically what he called it. The word yeah. is a. Uh, Scubula and the Greek,
0: and it did literally, that's what it means. It's excrement. It's yeah. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. It's uh... and so we uh, we tend to get puffed up sometimes. I do even start thinking that you know what I you know really <laughs> yeah you know I mean even we need to. Well, one thing is understand the level of righteousness that's going to be in heaven. Yeah, you know that the level of purity that we'll have there is going to be so astounding. Yeah, we haven't. I hath not seen, ear hath not heard the things uh, that God that has God. in store. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah.
1: You know, I I think so. We're talking about Paul and his lesson that he learned about his own righteousness and how he clung. You know, he said, "I just throw it all in the garbage can." I can. I, it's basically, you know, dung. Uh, and he he said, i have for this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead. Like I'm going after God. Like it's worth it. I'll throw everything away just to go after the Lord." And um, you know, here is a guy who he was a Pharisee. He understood. I mean, he was a high-ranking Pharisee. He understood right. better than most the ideas that they had conceptualized mm-hmm. about earning righteousness. Yep. Like, he was an expert. I mean, he was actually one of the foremost pharisaical minds uh, of the day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he he knew uh, their ideas of righteousness. And he made this statement, and uh, it, it flies in the face of the idea of, uh, you know, this... I could, you know, I have to earn righteousness. I got, I, he said, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Right. When the Pharisees heard that, I mean, you want to talk about scandal? Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. To
0: make such a, I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that, and that is just, you know, to have the boldness To say that I am the righteousness of God, I mean, isn't that what is that exactly what it says? That's That's, exactly what the Bible says. Yeah, and and but, uh, do you dare claim that, listener? I mean, if 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 you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, like the Bible tells you to be saved, then you are the righteousness. You know, and you can choose to uh, live that. And, and springboard the rest of your life from, from that right there. And, or you can choose to almost disbelieve that or, or just not do anything about it. But is that, it, that is an incredible claim if you it, really it's, think it's,
1: about it. It's, it's startling. I, I mean, on so many levels, you're not just saying, I'm righteous because of Christ. He, re- he reached so far. I, mean, I am the righteousness of God mm-hmm. in Christ. I mean, he went so. That is an amazing claim. That our distorted self-image and this thing we call humility—that really isn't humility—will not let us claim. Right? Won't won't let us say that about ourselves. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, we have
0: to look at ourselves the way that God sees us. Yes.
1: It's arrogance to argue with that claim.
0: It is. Yeah. You know, and, and we often would almost uh, maybe not talk about that, you know, out of fear of being rejected. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you start making that claim around you, you're going to have people turn up their noses. You just will. I yeah. I mean, that's, that's just how it's going to work. There's no, no two ways about it, but Jesus did. And are you more concerned about that or the truth? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's really what this, this, this whole. I mean, just to back away out of this subject a little bit and look at at the purpose of the church that that Jesus died for. I mean, he 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 was the preeminence of the church. He was he was the maker of it, the builder of it, and he put that here for a reason. Yeah, and and we need to learn to to operate in this um, some way or another. You know, and it comes by, you know uh steel sharpens steel you know <laughs> like yeah. like iron start sharpens iron
1: yeah i you mean know? one of the things that it just just as we talked about you know this podcast i mean there were times where we, we were talking about things and we're like um like i don't even know how to talk about that because it's so uh you know amazing it's 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 beyond my current experience with the lord and you know we we stumbled into some of these conversations and uh, I think the challenge for the Christian is to always believe what God says about you over what you feel, right? Over yeah. what others say about you, mm-hmm. e- even over what you know Christian things you've heard said. You know, I think one of the things we talked about was, "Oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace." Right? You yes. know what I mean? To reject that idea of me and to cling to the "I am the righteousness of God in Christ." that's a scandalous claim in our day. It sure is. You know, to say I can do all things uh, through Christ who strengthens me instead of, you know, well, I don't feel like I can do it just me. Oh, you know, I'm just from such and such place and I got saved late in life or whatever the reasons. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, You know, there's another verse that says, you know, that we're, we're more than conquerors. Through Him who loved us, you know. I don't even know what more than a conqueror is. Yeah, we know what a conqueror is, <laughs> but a more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. You know, to so to say, I'm I'm going to believe these things instead of the things that maybe I've experienced or I've heard or have been given to me by some other source besides
0: Jesus, right? You know. Yeah. So like we were talking before, yeah, about, uh, you know, there's always, there's, there's a thing <laughs> that we were discussing. And maybe we don't know what that thing is, but there's a thing that, that allows us, there's something here that allows us to proclaim these truths or not proclaim these truths yeah. about ourselves. So, so we can claim that we are the righteousness of God through Christ. We can make that claim, uh, but a lot of us don't. And my question to you is why not? Yeah, what is that thing that allowed Jesus to discredit that fake religion that everyone else was looking up to? Yeah, it was a really, really cl- uh, keen sense of what God, His Father, had intended. Yeah, He knew the truth, and the the counterfeit became evident. And that's exactly what what Zach and I are talking about here is is to try to figure out and and kind of get down to what is that thing that allows us to to see falsehood and counterfeitness <laughs> for what it is, you know, and and, and proclaim that truth and, and walk in it. There's yeah. somewhere there's because we always ebb and flow in in our relationship with god i mean sometimes when we get busy like i do i know i do in work get busy i don't spend time in the word i cool off yeah it just happens it It, it does does. if it doesn't in your life you're kidding yourself because it does that's just that's just life Mm -hmm. but somewhere there if we can get a little bit closer how much closer can we get yeah how much warmer can we get how much more can we learn and know of the truth to the point where nothing matters but God's kingdom. Yeah. You know, I I think of,
1: um, I I just, you know, there are several places in the Bible where it talks about, you know, Jesus went away and prayed. Um, You know, I remember uh, one particular time it says that everybody that came to him, uh, he either healed or cast out the demons. And then, that night the disciples went to sleep it says he got up i think it says it like the third watch of the night or something and he went out and prayed and the disciples woke up and they're like where is jesus and they went looking for him and peter finally found him and what always struck me was that jesus had this monumental experience you know from a spiritual standpoint like that that's the pinnacle to see all those people healed and he cast out those demons and yet he wasn't just sitting, reveling in yesterday's moment.
0: Right, always busy, still He got driving.
1: up the next day, and he went and prayed some more. He went after God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the verse that says, uh, The word of the Lord is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the uh, intents or attitudes of the heart. You know, I think that word of the God, word of God is going, it 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 comes and does exactly what God says it's going to do. Mm-hmm. When you read your Bible, that word of God is doing that to your heart. Right. And you know, when Jesus went off and prayed, and you know, God speaks to you when you pray. That word of God does that to your heart. And and Jesus was just so faithful to that. And I think the more you hear the word of God, the more the Bible gets in you, the more that you're. Praying it's an opportunity for God, not just for you to run your mouth, but for God to speak to you. And the things that he speaks through his word, uh, those are cutting and refining and shaping. And Jesus was just faithful with that to the Mm -hmm. point that word of God did that over. And there there was no nuance, no shade of... Uh, you know something that would cause him to deviate mm-hmm. his integrity. He, he he had an integrity about his father's business, and that same integrity is shaped in us as we get more and more of God speaking into our life. And uh, I know, I, I know, just in a practical sense, like you said, we get cold. You know, yeah. my my prayer life is not where it should be. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, we can always reach higher,
1: can't right? We, we can reach higher, and I think. I mean, I'm probably oversimplifying it, but just allowing God to speak into our life and then choosing to believe the things He speaks. Yeah. A little bit here, a little bit there is is going to affect a great
0: result. Yeah, you know, and and just there's one thing I want to bring out here. I think it's important that we give ourselves to the studying of God's Word. Um, I think that we can grow by by reading and learning of Him, Um, but also, you know, don't do it out of a sense of uh, uh oh I don't know the word necessarily but you know you don't have to do this to maintain your right standing with God yeah Jesus took yeah. care of that but do it for your benefit yeah you know and for God's benefit and his kingdom I mean it, it all comes back together but um we want to learn of God we want to learn of his love we want to learn of the source of our life so that we can uh Hand, the, hand this torch on to the next generation, to those around us. Hold the light up, that it shine. Like, again, in the very first one, I said, Abraham Hamilton says that darkness only occupies a space vacated by light. Yeah. and we, I, You know, the natural state is dark. We don't want that. <laughs> we want to shine God's light out. And that's what we're about. I mean, we, we take all these, all these things and we get hung up on small stuff sometimes and we start looking into things. But really, we want to further the kingdom of God, yeah, and do it effectively. That's yeah. what we're after. So yeah, Jesus did it very well. He said, "I and the Father are one." Um, you know he, what? What the Father knows, He knows. I mean, He He knew what what God had in mind. Mm-hmm. It, it was He was God. God was Him. I don't know how that. I can't understand quite how that all worked yeah but he had an intimate relation i do know that yeah and he grew up in stature and it, and in wisdom it says one place you know so he was learning things uh and we can do the same thing we yeah. can learn to work and operate in his kingdom that's gonna benefit those that we love if we love them with the heart of god amen Amen. So I think we're going to leave off there. That is enough for uh, this podcast. Uh, I do want to thank you, Zach, for taking your time and, and helping in this. I've, I've yeah. enjoyed doing this podcast. It was my pleasure. And, yeah, it's been good.
1: Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me on. Um, seriously, it was a privilege to be here and, uh, you know, hopefully. Um, you know, I, I know God will use it, and I'm just uh, grateful to be
0: part of it, man. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for helping again. Uh, listeners, um, again, it, it boils back down there. Um, if you haven't believed on Jesus, do that. Yeah. Do that first of all. Just, just believe his promises, and he will take care of the rest. He, he cleanses you, calls you righteous, calls you holy and in fact good enough to get into heaven and that's what we all want to join there someday where we don't have coronavirus or anything. <laughs> all right? Yeah. So, all right. Okay. God bless you. Stay safe and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Simply Christ podcast where we are dedicated to simplifying your walk so that you can shine the light of Christ brightly and clearly not being shadowed by philosophy and the teachings of men God bless you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time, good day.